Welcome to the Financial Heartbeat Podcast with Mike Klauke. In this podcast, we talk about overcoming the challenges families and business owners face in their financial lives. We discuss big and small life events, the implications, and how to plan ahead and control what you can. Let us help you redefine the retirement that's in front of you into a better one. Now, on to today's episode. Hello and welcome to another Financial Heartbeat Podcast with... Mike Klauke. Today, we're going to talk about how to pick the best retirement plan for your business. Now, Mike, just to, to, to break this down to the bare bones, there are a lot of things that you need to consider before you're making this decision, correct? Oh, there is. And one of the neat things about working with my office, not only have I been in the retirement plan business since 1983. I mean, when I started, I mean, I started working with individuals and with companies and I've always worked with small businesses. I absolutely love working with small and mid-sized businesses. And even I have a couple of large businesses that are my clients where I run some fairly large 401ks. But I think, Matt, what I bring to the table that's a little different is I'm a business owner too. Mm -hmm. I have a retirement plan that I fund that I take care of for my employees. And I think that that puts me in a unique spot. I understand what it's like to make a payroll. I understand what employees are looking for that I've hired. You know, we offer health insurance. We have an, a, an health savings account option. And I think that brings a different sense to this whole retirement plan picking because you're talking to someone who's doing it for their own business too. Absolutely. Now, philosophically, you have to ask yourself like the question of all questions, right? What is that question? Well, I think, you know, first and foremost, does it make sense to even have a retirement plan? You know, I think that's what you have to decide. Number one, can you afford it? You know, are you able in your business today? And I really think there's three things you got to look at. Number one, you know, can you afford the plan? I, I think that's a huge factor, Matt. You know, because for a lot of small businesses, they can't. They say, but but then I have a business owner say to me, but you know, Mike, I, I just can't afford any benefits at all. Well, the number one benefit that people want is health insurance. There's no doubt about that. That's what everybody, any chart you read is number one. But the number two benefit is retirement plans. Hmm. And a lot of times we can sit down with someone and say, you know, it really doesn't cost you that much to have this simple IRA, for instance, and it may make a ton of sense for you to put it in. You know, is it a benefit to the owner or is there, you know, or do you need it for another reason? One of the big things, you know, a lot of times what's nice about this is for the owner, Matt, is that they can put substantially more money away than if they just use a traditional IRA or a traditional Roth. The other nice thing from an owner perspective is think about it. You're taking a ton of risk in your business. I mean, if something goes wrong, you could financially get wiped out. And I'm not trying to doom and gloom it. I mean, it's true with me. It's true with everyone. Mm -hmm. The neat thing about 401ks, simple IRAs and IRAs in general is you are protected in a lot of cases from creditors. So again, it's sort of a safety net by having that plan in. The other reason is you might have some employees that say, you know, I, I really want this. If you're going to hire me, you have to have a retirement plan. And we've got ways that we can help you set those up if we need to just for one employee or if we want to do it for the whole company. And then you have to just take a look at it and say, so how does this plan just fit into my company, into my culture? Will it be a positive for my company? Will it be a positive for my culture? And that's really, you know, again, a deep sort of philosophical discussion we have with owners. 
And again, I think the fact that I bring to the table ownership myself really allows me to have that discussion to help people set these plans up. I'm going to have you back up just for a smidge because you triggered a question in my brain. And the question is, what do you mean? Can you afford the plan? Can you break that down a little bit more? Well, some of the plans, for instance, you really are making a commitment that you're going to do it every year. For instance, if you're doing a defined benefit plan or a pension plan, you're making a long-term commitment that you want to have this plan set up. I think it's at least five years. You know, So will you financially be able to do it? The other thing that you have to worry about, I'm not quite as worried about that because most people don't do defined benefit plans anymore. But if you start a plan and then financially you have to stop the plan, like you can't do a match, that can cause some hardship too. So bottom line is if you're going to make the commitment to this plan, it needs to be there and it needs to stay there. All right. So that was the first deep philosophical three-part question that you have to ask. You know, what, what other things do they need to consider? I, well, I think the next really thing you have to look at is what sort of plan do you want? I mean, because that's it. And and how complex do you want the plan to be? You know, I'm going to give you the simplest, easiest plan of all times, Matt, that no one ever talks about. It's a payroll deduction IRA or a payroll deduction Roth IRA. I mean, it is the simplest of all simple things. Basically, you're just being a conduit for your employees. It's not costing you anything. They really don't get any tax benefits out of it. And basically, you know, they're just saying we're going to take so much money per pay period and we're going to put it into an IRA or into a Roth IRA. Now, what's unique about this, though, is let's say you're in a situation with a company and you have someone that you really want to provide a benefit for, but either you can't afford to do it for everyone or you're choosing not to do it for everyone. We've actually had some of our employers use payroll deduction IRAs where Matt, what they do is they do an executive bonus. So they'll say, all right, this year, for instance, if you're under age 50, you can put $6,000 into an IRA. And let's assume that the worker can qualify for that. I know of companies that will say, okay, we're going to bonus you the $6,000. You're going to sign off that we're going to put that into an IRA for you. You're going to have to pay FICA on the money. But bottom line is, is that, you know, and we'll pay half of the FICA. So they're going to pay the, the employer half. The employee will pay their half. And boom, you now have a benefit for that person. And the neat thing about that is you can make that decision every year for that person. It's very flexible. I mean, it's not quite this easy, but it is pretty super easy. And so if you really do just want to give a benefit to one person, not many people talk about it, but you can do an executive, you know, bonus, you know, IRA, you know, IRA deduction and and you can make it work. And we have a lot of our employers, especially our smaller employers that, you know, may have that one key person, Matt, and they're going to do that. So that's just one way to do it. Another plan that I think works really well for a lot of our employees is SEP plans, self-employed pension plans. You know, these are awesome for one-person companies. I mean, I'm thinking of one right now, you know, where the person, they they basically are a distributor. They take and actually put snacks in the grocery stores. They are that company's representative. They are considered a 1099 employee, so they run all their own benefits and everything. So the neat thing is, is that he can actually put, you know, up to 
around uh, 20% of his earnings into this plan every year. And, you know, but with the SEP, what's interesting, you have to remember this, is it's 100% the employer money. So if you have more than one employee, if you put 20% of the owner's money in, and let's say you have five employees, then you have to put 20% of the income of all the other employees in too. So bottom line is, is that you really have to know what you're getting yourself into, Matt, if you're going to do a SEP. You know, a SEP is really, in my opinion, a great plan for a company that has one, maybe two employees where that second employee is really a key person but, and you don't mind putting money in for them. There's no vesting. It's 100% their money. So once that money goes in that account, there is no way that you can claw it back. It's just the standard, you know, IRA rules. And so bottom line is the SEP doesn't work for every company. Now, now is there a, is there a, the same sort of limits on a SEP as there are for regular 401ks? Well, for 401ks, there are, you know, there are limits. Yeah, the SEP limit does have a maximum limit and you know, it's based on what your what your contribute or what your income is. And I'm just quickly grabbing it, which is always fun to do on the fly, because that was the one question I hadn't thought of, Matt. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mike. But it's really easy to do. In theory, you can actually put $56,000 into a SEP. But remember, that would be 20, 20 or 25% of your earnings, depending on how it's calculated. Gotcha. So you, but, but bottom line is, yes, there's a max, but it isn't, you know, it's not you know, a, a horrible, ma- I mean, it's not a horrible max where I see, I mean, I just, I'm just thinking this last tax year because, you know, we're in April still when we're taping this and bottom line is, you know, I had clients coming with $10,000, you know, $12,000 and $7,000. And the other unique thing about a SEP is that if you filed an extension, you can still do a SEP up until the date that you actually file your return. So that sort of makes it unique where, you know, most other companies, once you, once April 15th hits, you're done. But with the SEP, you actually have, you know, more time if you did file an extension. And of course, always talk to your accountant about that. Right. All right. So you talked about payroll deductions. You talked about SEPs. What's next? Well, my favorite is a simple IRA. And, and Matt, this is amazing. But normally when you hear a like a government term, and it would say simple IRA, would you really believe it was simple? (laughs) No, sir. No, I would not. Well, you're wrong. In this case, (laughs) it really is simple. It is about as easy as you can get. There is very little administration to it, which I think is very good, which I really, really like. So for instance, you know, with the 3%, if if the company puts in, if you put in 3%, the company matches 3%. So for instance, if somebody puts $30,000 into their simple and they, you know, or 30 or earns $30,000, let my brain work there, and they put 3% in, that's going to be $900. Then the company would match that $900 dollar for dollar. So it it really is that easy. And the neat thing about it is is that you can put up to $13,000 in if you're under age 50, and actually $16,000 if you're over age 60 or 50, excuse me. And so bottom line is, is that I absolutely love the simple IRA. We have, we have dozens of these on the books. I mean, we just, I think simples are great because the beauty of it is, is the only real cost to the employer is the match. 
I like the fact that the employee has to put money in. It allows the employee or the business owner, like myself, this is what I have for my company, is that we have a simple IRA. And what I like about it is I can put a lot more money into the simple IRA than I can put into a regular IRA or a Roth IRA. So it's neat to have the ability to put that $16,000 away if you can. And you still do get the company match of 3% of your earnings. And then your employees like it because they can put more money away if they want. And they also have a ton of flexibility, but they do get the 3% match. Now, the one drawback of the simple IRA is that if you take the money out for any reasons in the first two years, you're going to be hit with a federal 25% penalty. After two years from the first contribution then it just goes down to the standard you know, IRA distribution rules. But the 25% for the first two years is a pretty aggressive penalty. Yeah, I would agree. Now, now the next one is what I would assume most people are familiar with. 401ks. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, there are tons of options here, Matt. More, you know, but remember that there are some administration costs, and that's one of the big things. In fact, most of, you know, if you're going to do a startup plan, I would tell you that in general, you're going to spend between one and $2,000, and you're going to have rules that are going to be there, and if you're the owner, you may have to put in so much, or, or you're, if your employees don't put in enough money, then you can't contribute. Now, there's ways around it, something called safe harbor, for a new plan, I think is essential. And the beauty of the safe harbor is that if you put in 4% for someone putting in 5%, then a lot of the testing rules go away. But but that's much more in depth than a podcast. If you're thinking about starting a 401k, I really recommend that you give us a call. I think we have some of the best companies. We represent you know literally 50, 60 different carriers that we can use. We have lots of different ways to do it. And I think we've got three different TPAs that we use. So I, I think we can really build an awesome plan for you. The nice thing is you can defer $19,000 if you're under age 50. You can go up to 25000 if you're over age 50. There can be a vesting schedule on this for an employer. Again, with the safe harbor rules, that's a little different. And the neat thing about it is, is that, you know, it really can give your employees a lot of options. It's, you know, we can, we can even go out and and allow people to self pick what they want inside of the 401ks using brokerage accounts that some of our, our providers have. So it's really neat. And I think one of the neat, unique things about our office, Matt, is we have so many different offerings and because we are truly independent. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic. I just want to pick a plan that fits right for your business. Yeah. Now this last one is the one that I honestly know the least about. Defined benefit plans or pensions. Yes. They're not used as much anymore, but in certain circumstances they can really work well. You know, normally this is a situation where the owner of the company um, needs is significantly older than the employee's. And they want to put a lot of money away. And, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But if you're in that situation and you're listening to this, give our office a call. I've got the right pros that can talk to you about does it make sense or doesn't it make sense. And and we have helped people set them up. So I'm familiar with them. But it's something that, you know, I wanted to put out there because a lot of people don't talk about defined benefit plans. You know, but pensions are, are still a viable alternative in some cases. Now, 
you've touched on some of these other questions that I wanted to ask you already, but I think it begs you had just said, I'm going to repeat just something real quick that that since you are truly independent, you're agnostic. What is the other side of that? Can, can you help give uh, our listeners a little bit of a perspective of what it might mean not to be truly independent and agnostic? Well, if you're just if if you work, you know, it, it depends on where you're coming from. I mean, there are some folks that just work like for one trust company. So they're just going to recommend that trust company. You know, what I have found is there are companies that are really, really good for startup plans. I mean, they specialize in that plan that has very little assets. You know, we have a plan that's significantly bigger. We were able to save them some significant dollars inside of their plan because we switched from a company that's good, you know, sort of in that smaller plan market to a company that was more in the medium plan market. And again, the fact that we represent a bunch of different companies and frankly, I, you know, I, I'm not paid. I mean, we get paid these on, on a management fee, typically an asset management fee. You know, I don't really care where the asset is held. I'm looking for the plan that's going to best fit my client's situation. Now, you use the word TPA, right? I don't know if everybody knows what that is, but what is the difference between that and the person who's establishing the plan or like the outsourcing that that other places might do in these situations? Well, the third-party administrator, the TPA, is the people that will make sure that we follow all the rules. And you can do that a lot of different ways. I use some outside consultants sometimes, especially when we're doing some more interesting things. I've got one that does an awesome job of not forcing you to become a safe harbor plan, but instead will let you do some tiering of how the profit sharing is paid out. It is very, very good. It's been tested. They've gone through um, different things, you know, different audits. So we know that it works and it's very, very neat. They're pension specialists out of Illinois very, very good, very, very good TPA. And they can do things that I've found that like a company, you know, just a mutual fund company, for instance, and there are some that offer really good startup plans that are very low cost, but they're not going to be able to do the testing. They're not going to be able to figure out what's the best way to do this with costing the business owner the least amount of money, but still giving the employees a great plan. Last thing that I want to cover today, if you don't mind, and if I've missed anything or if I should have asked you some questions that I haven't, but but what is the next step? So so you're a business owner. Uh, you've listened to the podcast. You've taken some notes. Where should they go next? Well, this is really where I think, you know, I, I really recommend you give us a call. I Number one, I love to talk to other business owners. I love to hear what's made your business successful and I like to hear how we can work with you. I think one other thing that we haven't talked about, and I think that, and I can give you references from companies that we've worked with for a long time. I think what they will tell you is that we have done a very good job of promoting the business too. It is my job to really promote to the employees that this is a good plan and why it makes sense. The other thing that I think makes us unique is we treat each of your employees like you're one of our clients. When we have a client event, we're going to invite them. If they have a question, I mean, I helped one of our business owners or one of our, our, our clients, you know, their, their child was getting a mortgage and they had some mortgage questions because he hadn't done it in many years. And I mean, I talked to the young man and we walked through with them and helped them figure out 
what made the most sense. We are here as a financial resource for your company's employees. I mean, we've gotten phone calls where people have had some deep financial problems. We've helped them get to the right place and helped them solve those problems. You know, we might not be the right person to talk to, but we know who is and we point them in that direction. And I think that's really unique. We take, I take a very hands-on approach. My team and I, we do all of our own enrolling. We don't bring anyone in from the outside. We really want to be the face of the plan because we want the people to know just how good of a plan it is. And I think that's why it's so important that you just come sit down with us and chat with us and, uh, you know, learn more about how we do small business retirement planning. Well, Mike, why don't you uh, hand out your uh, your contact information again? Sure. 782-1642 is our phone number. Our office, we are right now in Alaska at 635 2nd Avenue South. Um, we are just north of Dairy Queen, and I tell everybody that, Matt, because if you're from our area, it's the Dairy Queen and on Alaska, and we're about a block and a half away. And heck, if you stop, grab a blizzard and bring it down, I'm always happy to talk over blizzards. And uh, and then, you know, or visit our website at www.cloukeyfinancial.com. All right. So if you are a business owner and you're trying to find the best retirement plan for your business, one, listen to the podcast again. Number two, if you know a business owner who really could use this information or if you're an employee of a business and you're like, boy, I think we should consider having a retirement plan. Why don't you share this podcast with them, too? Because a lot of times it's just about the lack of information. And if they don't know Clowkey Investments, if they don't know Mike and don't know how personally he takes this as a business owner in your community, that is so important. He walks the walk. He talks the talk. He does it for his team. He's going to be able to, you know, really provide the education to help you help retain better employees help reward the employees in the way that you want to, and overall help them have more peace of mind. So, Mike Klauke, thank you very much for your time today. Have a great day, everybody. For everybody at Klauke Investments, this is Matt Hallern for the Financial Heartbeat Podcast, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to the Financial Heartbeat Podcast with Mike Klauke. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you have questions for Mike, please call him at 608 708- 782-1642. Visit his website at www.clowkeyfinancial.com or stop in for a visit at 635 2nd Avenue South on Alaska, Wisconsin, 54650. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Clowkey Investments and Insurance does not give legal or tax advice. Clowkey Investments and Insurance and Securities America, Inc. are separate entities.